Hello family, my name is Larry Hogan. I'm your host for the podcast, Where Do We Go From Here? That is the question, the answer, forward, always forward. Today is a very special day. It is the beginning of our third year in existence. And I am recording live from the Walt Disney World Resort Complex. Me and my wife Wanda are having a stay vacation at the Art of Animation. And I thought it would be nice and different to do something special for our third year in existence. So what I want to do is borrow a phrase from my church. I am a lifetime member of St. Mark African Methodist Episcopal Church. We are led by our senior pastor, Terence Renard Gray I. Over the course of his decade-plus years as pastor, he has instituted some very, very well-worth programs that help you to grow in your faith, in your service, and in your community. One of the things in particular that I want to uh, highlight is our prayer call. It is a daily call, Monday, Saturday through Sunday, really. Every day, Sunday through Saturday, rather in reverse. But every day at 6 a.m., and 6 p.m. And this is not a random call or anything like that. It has a format, it has a procedure and a process. 6 a.m., we are led in prayer by uh, selected clergy from the church and the area. They lead us in prayer by offering prayer to the community as a whole. And then a leader of the church will read a scripture. That is the 6 a.m. prayer call. At 6 p.m., those same steps are repeated, except instead of reading scripture, we interpret scripture. And that is done by a selected group of leaders as well. At the end of the 6 a.m. call, and even the 6 p.m., but emphasis on the 6 a.m. is the desires and requests of the pastor. There are three things that he wants us to do. Read your Bible, listen to the daily manner, and read your daily devotional. This is designed to help us to increase or feed our faith and starve your doubt. And Lord knows in this day and age and at this particular time, we need to feed our faith and starve our doubt. And it is in that vein that I want to do today's podcast, my anniversary podcast, if you would. I have been fortunate enough to be one of the leaders that provide interpretation of certain scripture. And so today, I would like to uh, read my latest, the last interpretation I've done uh, as our podcast for today in order to help us to feed our faith and starve our doubt. The selected scripture is going to be John, the sixth chapter of John, verse 35, and then we're going to jump over to verses 41 through 51. And so, with that in mind, let's go. Let's start. John 6 and 35, it says, I am, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And now we're going to jump over to John 6, 41 
verses uh, 41 through 51. This is the New International Version. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourself, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the word. So, so ends the reading of John, the sixth chapter of John, verse 35. And then we jump over to do verse 41 through 51. And with that, here is my interpretation. It has been read, and the focus of my interpretation will be verse 51. My title, I Am. Pastor reminds us to watch and or listen to the daily manner. And truth be told, I thought it would be a promotional advertisement, but it turns out watching the daily manner has proven to be just as effective in providing for the people to sustain them on a daily basis. Too much and you throw it away. Too little and you complain. I believe its purpose is to give somebody just enough faith to make it another day. The purpose of the book of John was to increase the faith of second generation believers. The author's intent was also to help correct false teachings that Jesus was not fully human and divine. Such is not the case from the scripture verses today. Ah, the people, after everything they went through, most still didn't understand who was with them. Jesus just finished feeding 5,000 people with a little boy's lunch. The people didn't really appreciate that feat. They simply saw and wanted a free lunch. Not satisfied, they questioned his authority. When Jesus made his claim, I am the bread of life. In their eyes, hearts, and minds, they could only see the son of Joseph, who we know his mother and father. There's nothing special about him. Who do you think you are? Jesus does miracles and the people are so blinded by deceptive practices, misinformation, stupidity, and arrogance. John 6 affirmed for me, 
how to listen with a third ear. What does that mean? The people displayed what I call Janet Jackson faith, named after her hit song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? While you were eating lunch, you knew then Jesus was Joseph's son. It was only after he made his declarative statement, I am the bread of life, you seem to have a concern. Let the Lord name be praised. My three points. Point number one, culture, semantics. The words conservative, evangelical, and religious right have been hijacked. Even the concept of right, left, and liberals have been hijacked, mostly by wealthy businessmen hiding behind well-named organizations that sound harmless, sincere, and well-intended. How about the term black-on-black crime or welfare? If you're honest, when you hear these words, it conjures up negative meanings. But what about white-collar crime? Or how about special exemption or tax breaks? Capitalism versus socialism. When you hear those terms, who or what comes to mind? I wonder why. Might I remind you, what's going on in the world now is nothing new. In my mind, COVID in all its forms and harms are the 21st century version of the 10 plagues of Egypt. Ecological devastation, bad water, pestilence, locusts, darkness, greed, death of loved ones. By today's standards, we call that global warming, healthcare crisis, the Flint water crisis, and moral decay. Divided government, egomanical, spoil, integrity challenged leaders, spiritual death. What Pharaoh failed to realize then is the same thing modern day wannabe Pharaohs fail to realize today. Inequality for one is inequality for all. One virus exposed all the ills of society. And this you can't lie, bomb, blame, or pay off to get rid of. And then just when you thought it was becoming increasingly clear of what it will take to clean up this mess, God has hardened some hearts. Can you say Governor DeSantis, Governor Abbott, Congressman Jordan, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, Fox News, and pure foolishness. Pharaoh agrees to the terms. Then God hardens his heart so he can prove a point and remove all doubt about who really is in charge. For all the talk about small government, deregulation, law and order, right to live is all semantics. I believe they got it wrong. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in that order. Not liberty, happiness, and maybe life. Point number two, 
political, need a job, with warnings from both sides, one group desperately pleading to use common sense and do the right thing, the other group offering foolish advice and for selfish reasons coming dangerously close to destroying life as the world knows it. According to Article 2 of the United States Constitution, the president must be a natural-born citizen of the United States, be at least 35 years old, and have been a resident of the United States for 14 years. It has remained unchanged since George Washington, the country's first president. To be a senator, 30 years of age, U.S. citizenship, at least nine years, and residency in the state one chooses to represent. To be a member of Congress, a.k.a. the House of Representatives, 25 years of age, U.S. citizen for at least seven years, and live in the state they represent, but not necessarily the same district. A Supreme Court Justice? The Constitution does not specify qualifications such as age, education, profession, or native-born citizenship. A justice does not have to be a lawyer or a law school graduate. What is the point in all of this? Pharaohs became rulers through birth. They were assigned through a strategic system via elders and the elite who would select and vote for the best and brightest. Sounds familiar? You might not know it or believe it, but God is involved in every aspect of life, not your position, family connections, or education. None of that matters. Point number three, spiritual. I am. The world is facing major problems and issues today. And I want you to keep in mind the United States is never mentioned in the Bible per se. The characteristics of broken, flawed men and systems are not limited by geography, but it is most important for our discussion. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible reveals how a remnant of people who believe and have faith can make all the difference in the world. I am the bread of life. Eat of me and you will never grow hungry again. Scripture says Jesus used that phrase seven times to demonstrate his humanity and divinity for an unbelieving, flawed group of followers. Let me close by again speaking about current situations. Democrats, you beg for a chance to lead. There was no mention of the filibuster. Now it seems like your hopes are tied to a man-made solution. Might I remind you, the filibuster was around in 1965. I am carried Moses to the chat to challenge Pharaoh. I am gave Noah the patience to build the ark. I am gave David the strength to kill Goliath 
and the wisdom to recognize his need for forgiveness. I am gave a young, skinny, biracial, funny-sounding named kid the power to say, yes, we can. And I am gave an old, four-time losing candidate the desires of his heart. Galatians 6 and 7 reminds us, God will not be mocked. You reap what you sow. Martin Luther King Jr. said it best. The ultimate tragedy is not the oppression and cruelty by the bad people, but the silence over that of the good people. Are you listening, Department of Justice, Democratic leadership, Republican leadership? But I'm not worried because God plus one is a majority. I am. This concludes my interpretation as well as the ending of our podcast. Remember, my name is Larry Hogan. This is the podcast. Where do we go from here? The answer, forward. Always forward. Thank you for listening.